Alright guys, back at it again. I told you I was going to try and make one on, on my way home from work. I'm literally pulling out of the parking lot right now. This is what's popping, alright? We're going we're gonna to do a work rant part two. Alright, because I got a little bit of energy still. Not too much because I, I'm fucking tired, man. They fucking ran me into the dirt today. I started out on my normal line, which is line five. Started doing day turns production. Got their colony done. Colony. I pr- I think I explained colonies to you guys once already. But I'm, colonies are the one of the hardest trucks we have at my job. All right. But I get day turns colony done because you know we're f- my job is behind schedule. By fucking weeks, alright, we're fucking behind, and, uh, so, they take everybody off of the other line, off line four, and they scatter them around, alright, whatever, whatever, they take the guys who work line five, I mean, uh, line four, the lead on line four, take him and go, make him go hit back wall, him and his partner, alright, whatever, whatever, it, it, it is what it is. I'm over here working my line. Alright, cool. You know? And this is what got me right here. You know, it's my job. I'll, you know, whatever. You know, work is work for me. But the thing that irritated me the most is that Line 4 started running production again. And they told me and my partner... To go over there and do their production. Now, it is what it is. Alright? Whatever. But, why did did you make me go do somebody else's work? While they got to slack off and do fucking backwall trucks all fucking night. You know, I ain't talking bad about nobody. This, that, and third. You know, I'm really not about that. You know, about talking shit, you know, behind somebody's back. I mean, if I got something to say to you, I'm going to say it to you straight to your fucking grill. And dare you to fucking do something about it. But, you should have told him, hey, line four is starting production. You need to come back with your partner and do your line. You are the lead on line four, so do the job. You know... And then me and my me and my partner should have been the ones going and hitting back wall. You know? But in the same sense, you know, I get it. You know, it's a job. I gotta do my job. But I already I, I was already working, you know what I'm saying? I had I still had shit to do on line five. I had to, you know, I was planning on running out my back wall, getting all this shit out, this, that, and the third, and, you know, but it is what it is. My partner that I was working with, cool motherfucking dude, cool dude, I'm so glad that they put me with him, because, you know, we got to talking, and shit like that, he has, he damn near has the same mindset as me on almost any everything that we talked about tonight you know we we mostly rant 
went on about you know our job and you know the stress that this place puts underneath of us and you know the the amount of work that we have to do and it's just getting worse and worse the amount of work you know it's just building up because we're so far behind and like me and him got to talking about it and I, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I got a little bit of emotional because we started talking about the family and everything. And, you know, I miss my I miss going to bed and waking up and my wife being there next to me and my daughter laying next to me, you know, because my daughter's like a month, two months old now. And, you know, when I get home from work, I'm, I'm so beaten, I'm so tired that. I come home, make something to eat, and I end up passing out. You know what I'm saying? So I have no time to spend with them. I have no time with my daughter. I have no time with my son. I have no time with my wife. You know, yeah, my my wife comes back to work tonight. You know, but... And we gotta work... We gotta work until Sunday morning this week. Which I, I think that's fucking horse shit. You know, that's straight up fucking garbage because I worked last weekend and they told me that we were going to be alternating teams and this, that, and the third. And well, they turned around and fucking mandated everybody to come in for Saturday night. Like when I got hired in, I know I've probably said this already before on my last episode and probably the last work rent episode that I did. When I got hired in, I was guaranteed Saturday and Sunday off. I don't give a fuck that this company is behind schedule. I don't fucking care. You guaranteed me something. Live up to it. Keep your motherfucking word, man. You know, it's bullshit. It's straight fucking bullshit. I'm losing sleep. I'm losing time with the family. I'm missing everything, you know, because I have to come in here almost every weekend. (coughs) Oh, shit, excuse me. You know, and like I told my wife, you know, because I was texting her while I was at work. And I told her, I said, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I can't do this anymore, you know, and the only reason why I am still here and why I haven't left yet or got myself fired yet, because I ain't going to quit, that's not in me, I I don't quit, you know what I'm saying, that's just not in my nature, I, I, I can't do it, I can't bring myself to fucking say, hey, by the way, I'm done, I quit, I can't do it. I will not, like, the only reason why I'm still here and I haven't got myself fired yet is because of my wife and my kids. I don't want to seem like I'm less of a man because this job got a hard got harder than what it already is and I I gave up you know what I'm saying I don't want 
to, I don't want to go through that depression again on not having a job and, you know, barely having money because, you know, you're not making much on unemployment, but I don't want to be a disappointment. That's the words I'm looking for. I don't want to disappoint my wife. Even though she's coming back to work and shit. I don't want to disappoint her by getting fired. I don't want to disappoint my my son. And I don't want to disappoint my daughter. I know my daughter's only a month and a half, two months old. But to me, I would feel like I'm letting them all down. Because I left. You know, and... You know, it, it gets... It gets me emotional. You know what I'm saying? And us as men, you know, we're not meant to be emotional. We're, we're meant to be strong and be able to handle everything and deal with our feelings and this, that, and the third. But, you know, like me and Chris were talking, it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to cry. You know, it's okay to talk about how you're feeling. You know what I'm saying? Because I have... I'll, I'll tell you now. I have the worst problem... With telling... With talking about how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll vent... And I'll talk shit about something. But when it comes to... Oh, shit. When it comes to actually... Talking about my feelings and how I've, how it, you know, something's making me feel, and shit like that, it's hard for me, I, it's like a mechanism in my brain, like, the second I go, I want to, and I go to do it, it, like, switches, and it, like, shuts off, like, no, you, you can't do that, you know what I'm saying, you're not allowed to do that, and that can, that can be, that can be deadly. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, how, how can that, how can not venting and talking about your feelings be deadly? Because let me just explain to you. I have the natural ability to be extremely nice. But I also have the natural ability to be the most violent person you will ever meet in your entire life. That's where my demon is. You know, that that's the demon I talk about. You know, when I when I when I talk in a third person about I put my demon away, this and the third, don't bring him back out because he don't care about my life. What makes you think he's going to care about yours? Because I talk in the third person because my demon is like my is like another personality. You know, it's a whole another person. A whole different monster. You know, I'm a monster on my own. You know, I'm I can be mean, but if he comes back out and I'm pushed to that limit to where I have no choice in the matter and I have to let him out in order to keep me safe. 
or to prove a point. I have no problem doing it. I really don't. I don't want to. I want to keep my demon locked away. I don't ever want to have him come back to, you know, because the problem that I have with him is that he just don't care. You know, and a lot of people are going to call me crazy because I'm talking about it in the third person and, you know, shit like that. But what people don't realize is that everybody out here on this planet, they all have a split personality. Every single person has a split personality. I don't care who you are. When you're mad and you're me, you know, and you're pissed off and, you know what I'm saying, you're at that point, you become a whole nother monster. Because you won't care about somebody else's feelings, you just say it. You just say it or you just do it. Who cares? But see, the mentality that I have when I reach that point and I do let my demons out and they do come out to play is that fuck you fuck your life fuck everything that you care about I will beat the brakes off you not think twice about it and deal with the consequences of it later you know and the thing is is that if if that happens, you know, I lose everything all over again. And, and by, what I mean by that is when I was growing up and I was younger, I lost all my friends. I mean, I didn't they weren't my friends anyways, but I I thought that they were my friends. But I lost all my friends. I had family members who refused to be around me because I was just so mean and so aggressive towards everybody and everything. I absolutely hated every single person on this planet besides a select few. You know, and I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, that's impossible. You can't hate everybody. No, it is possible. I've done it. I've done it. Because everybody has a switch in their brain. Okay? And I mean every fucking body has a switch in their brain. Okay? And the switch... It controls your feelings. And your conscience. Alright? And when you reach that point... And I've been there before and I've done it. And I've, I've flipped that switch. And... It, it shuts your conscience off, shuts your feelings off, you're empty, I want to say, you're just empty, there's a void, there's an empty void where your conscience and your feelings used to be, and, you know, I've, I've been there and I've, I've hit that switch before, and nothing good can come from it. You know what I'm saying? Because when I flipped that switch, 
something else took over. You know, now don't get me wrong. As I got older and I got more mature and I learned how to control it, things got better, okay? Things got a hell of a lot better for me. But the thing is, is that it never goes away. And the trouble isn't turning it off. Or the the trouble isn't turning it on. Because everybody can flip that switch. Okay? The trouble is learning how to take how to turn it off. Okay? And what I mean by that is it's very easy. Very, 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 very fucking easy to become that evil demonic person okay so fucking easy the trouble is learning how to put it away and lock it away and to stop okay a lot of people out there they they get stuck they get stuck there and you know there was a time when I when I smoke cigarettes, and I, I'm a venture off a little bit, and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you guys, you know, about something about two things that happened to me a while back. This happened a few years ago. Uh, it was back when I smoked cigarettes. All right, disgusting, disgusting habit. Don't ever start it. Um, but it was back when I smoked cigarettes. And I was contemplating on whether or not I wanted to stop smoking. And I was standing on my mom's porch and I was smoking a cigarette and I was looking up at the stars. I have this fascination with looking at the stars and watching the clouds. It like soothes me, it calms me down. Okay? So I'm standing out there. Now, mind you, this was still, I was still young, still mean, still violent. You know, still hated people. But, uh, I'm standing there and I'm smoking this cigarette. And I'm looking at the stars. And I I got this feeling over top of me, you know, that took over. It was like warmth. But it's sort of like, I know this is going to sound corny, you know, and shit. But it sort of like gave me butterflies, like it made me nervous. But I was like at peace with everything. Like I I wasn't mad anymore. I I couldn't get mad. Nothing was making like the littlest things used to piss me off. Like you throw a piece of paper in my direction, and I'm ready to I'm ready to rip your fucking face off. Okay, but something happened that night. Okay, and I looked at my cigarette, threw it on the ground, grabbed the brand new pack of cigarettes I just bought, and threw them away. And I never touched the cigarettes again. All right, I chewed, I chew tobacco now, you know, so it's not much better, but I rather chew than smoke. Because at least then it's not hurting my lungs as bad. Okay. And. 
when I when I say I couldn't get mad, I mean I literally could not get mad to save my life. I couldn't. You could walk up, slap me in the face, spit on my shoes, and call me a piece of shit, and I'd look at you and ask you how your day was. And that's not me exaggerating either. I was literally like that. I was literally at peace with everything, with everything that I that I did when I was growing up, all the horrible shit that I did when I was growing up. I was at peace with everything and I loved every second of it. Okay? And I I've, I've been chasing that dragon ever since. You know, I want that feeling back again. Because, you know, slowly but surely, my demons are working their way back out. They're like clawing at at the metal walls that I put up and it's starting to wither away. Now, let's fast forward to a few years ago. Okay, I want to say about two and a half years ago. uh, Shortly after I moved in with my wife, you know, this was back when we were dating... It was shortly after, and I can't remember what I was doing before, but we didn't have to go to work, and I was asleep, and I was dreaming, so I thought I was dreaming, and I was on this beach, there was uh, broken ships, you know, like beach ships everywhere they look like old old style viking ships and shit like that and i was getting ready to fight this other person and this creature came out of the water and killed the other person and i jumped behind a broken down ship because it was like sucking everything up off the beach, alright, and I'm standing, I get up, the creature goes away, I'm, I'm, I get up, and I'm looking around, and I see these rocks on the ground moving, and this like humanoid rock creature forms in front of me, and we start talking, and I can't remember everything we talked about, I, I wish I could. But I asked him about the about that guy and you know about the person and about the creature, and he said that the creature only comes out to devour evil gods. And I said, okay, well, that's you know, I'm whatever, whatever. You know, I can't remember exactly what all I said. And we're walking along this beach, and we get to the edge of the beach and there's just nothing a black void it's almost like a black hole okay there's absolutely nothing no stars nothing it was just darkness and he looks at me and he says the only way you're gonna experience it is if you die and he pushed me over and I wake up and I'm walking down, you know, I, well, I didn't, I, I didn't necessarily wake up because, you know, I, I was still there, but 
the darkness goes away and I'm standing in this like hallway and these two guys are walking in front of me and you know they're holding conversation back and forth and the room is like this like maroon brown color and you know this it's just this long hallway and it's the same color the whole fucking way and there's rooms there's doors and they're open on both sides as we're walking and I'm looking inside these rooms as we're walking and some people are crying some people are you know sitting down you know looking like they're in deep thought you know and I seen I seen a few family members there and you know I seen my cousins there you know that passed away and uh, they pulled me, the two guys pulled me out of the room and said that I wasn't allowed to talk to them, you know, and I wasn't allowed to do anything with them, you know, and I, I asked why, and I can't remember the reason why they gave me, but we're walking, and the hallway like opened up into like this massive massive room and there's white pillars the floor was a beautiful marble and we're walking down these steps and I noticed that there was somebody else walking behind us in this robe okay it was like a black robe or some shit like that and you know the guys were wearing black suits and we're walking, and they're talking, and I, I said something. I can't remember what I said, but I said something, and the, the lady behind me started laughing a little bit. She giggled, and we walk inside this room, and I'm sitting down, and I, I look over, you know, and the two guys are sitting in front of me, and the lady, she's sitting at her desk, you know, she's got this tall desk and shit like that, and I look over and there's this stone carving, I thought it was epic, it looked sweet, had Viking symbols all over it, and there's a guy uh, at the bottom, and you know, he looked like he had all kinds of tattoos on his neck, on his arms and shit. I have tattoos on my neck and my arms. And they almost resembled my tattoos. And and I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being egotistic or anything like that. This is everything that I've seen and that I remember seeing. Okay? And... there's this light that started coming that emitting from like this crystal thing that was at the very top and it started coming down and they're standing they're sitting there and I look back at them and their facial expressions looked like they were completely in shock like they've never seen that thing light up before and they're staring at me, they're looking, they're going back and forth and looking at me, looking at that, the carvings on the wall, 
you know, this, like, stone tablet, and they're, like, in total awe about it. Well, I started to talk and ask him about it, and the light started moving down towards the guy, the the carving of the other guy that was at the bottom, and he's standing there, and, you know, he's got his arm, like, lifted up, you know, to catch the light, and she, right before the the light touched the guy right before it got into his hand she looks at me and she goes you're not ready for this type of battle or something along the line of you're not ready for this war or you're not ready for this fight or something of that line and I woke up and I was gasping for air. My whole body was tingling. My, you know, and I mean, from head to toe, my tongue, everything was tingling. And I was, and still am, obsessed with this, with that dream or whatever it was. I have been chasing it for many, many moons now, and I want to go back. I want to see what happens when the light reaches his hand. I want to see what happens, and you know, I've I've talked to certain people about it. You know, I I don't tell a lot of people about this. I I haven't. You know, I've, I've kept this a secret, you know, about the way it made me feel. And I'm going to tell you guys now, I felt completely in love with the way it felt. I mean, I didn't want it to stop. I wanted to stay. I really did. I wanted to stay. And... You know, like I said, I've been chasing that dragon ever since. And I cannot get back there because I don't think I'm ready yet. But the few people that I have told about it, they told me that I almost died in my sleep. That if the light would have touched my that guy's hand, that I would have died. And... I sort of believe it, you know, considering the fact that I woke up and I was gasping for air and I, you know, my lungs were on fire and, I, you know, I, my whole body was tingling and shit. Um, and the thing is, is that the symbols that were on the stone carving on the wall, the Viking symbols, are the same symbols that I have tattooed on me. Okay. And I know a lot of people could say, oh, well, that's just coincidence and, and shit like this. But after that day, I 100% started believing in Odin and 
Asgard and you know Valhalla and a warrior's heaven and this that and the third I 100% believe it 100% and you know my, my grandmother she's Pentecostal she's very religious uh, she goes to church every day, every week you know sometimes well every Sunday she goes to church she even goes to church sometimes throughout the week. Um, she completely she completely supports me on my religious views. She listens. I now I don't think that she agrees with it. You know what I'm saying? But she understands. You know, me and my grandmother have had this conversation before that she can find faults in my religion the same as I can find faults in hers. Or any religion. Any religion has faults that w could potentially cause you to doubt everything you've ever known about religion. But the thing is, is, you know, it's nervous. I get nervous sometimes trying to get back to that point. Because it's almost like I was right there at the brink of death. Like, I knew I was close. Like, I, I was really close. You know, and I think that's why I woke up gasping for air. And my whole body was tingling. Because I think, you know, my body started, almost started shutting down. And naturally, when you, your body starts shutting down... Your brain releases DMT. And DMT is a massive hallucinogenic. But it's natural. Okay? So, there's no telling, you know, if what I seen was actually true. If it actually happened. You know, I could have, you know, stopped breathing in my sleep and started hallucinating because the DMT was being flooded through my system. Okay, and your brain doesn't just give you a little bit. It completely floods your entire body with DMT. Okay, so who's to say what I seen was real? Okay, it's the same thing that as people who die and they get brought back to life and they say, oh, I seen the God or I seen the devil or this, that, and the third. It's because... Your whole life, it's God this, the devil this, God this, church, whatever, 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 Bible this, that, and the third, live by God, blah, blah, blah this, that, and the third, okay? So, I, if it's beat into your head enough, that that is a possibility, that when the DMT gets released through your system, because that's just what your, your body does... Um, at the moment of death is that you start hallucin you hallucinate you know and you know so who's to say what they actually seen is actually true but here's the kicker with mine is that I had my I had my doubts when it came to religion all religion I never once 
thought about Odin or Valhalla or the Warriors Heaven, however you want to describe it, however you want to, whatever you want to call it. Okay, I never once thought about it. Never even really heard about it besides you know through video games and you know history class back in the day you know but who the fuck remembers what they learned in history okay but anyways i had no mental recollection of vikings and valhalla and you know odin and shit like that i had no recollection of it whatsoever didn't believe in it nothing After that was a whole nother ball game. It's like my eyes opened up. My mentality changed. My style changed. Everything changed for me when I came back. You know, and I, I told my grandma about it. And uh, she, she flat out told me. My grandma is a very blunt person. She don't care what you think or what you have to say, you know, and she don't care how it makes you feel. She tells you the truth in nothing but the truth. She told me that I died in my sleep or started to die in my sleep. And the lady who told me that I wasn't ready for the fight was my judgment. That was my judgment, that I wasn't ready. Now, mind you, I was 25, 26. I'm 28 now. And, you know, when my grandma said that that was my judgment, that I wasn't ready for this fight, for this kind of fight. It really hit me, you know, because I've I've spent my entire life learning tactics and how to fight and how to defend myself and how to protect people. <clears throat> and shit like that. You know, so it it kind of hit a little hard, you know, that you know, one, my grandma, my grandma explained it to me that way, and for two, that I died in my sleep, per se, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm not sure if I did die, you know, I was asleep, so I'm not sure if I did die or not, but, you know, because there are cases of people dying, and just coming back. You know what I'm saying? With with no help, no defibrillators, no nothing, no medical help or anything. There are cases of people who just die and come back. You know, and then they tell everybody what they seen and what they experienced. But see here here's the thing. Here's the thing. I could smell the aroma in the air. It was like, like going through the hallway, it was like that old, you know, old house smell, almost. 
and then when I got out into the, the big hall that I was telling you guys about with the marble floor, it smelled like flowers. It, it smelled sweet. It smelled relaxing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were walking me to my point of judgment. And I've been chasing that ever since. And I explained this to my mom. I explained this to my sister, my grandmother, and I told them all the same thing. My fear is that I'm so in love with the way that it, I felt while I was there is that I won't want to come back if I ever experience it again. I won't want to come back. And you know, that, that's the thing that gets me emotional about it is the fact that I would leave behind my family, my, my friends, my wife, my kids. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. Eventually, we all die. We leave things and people behind. But... The way that I, the way that I look at my funeral, because I'm not gonna lie, I, I've looked at my funeral before, I've planned it out before, is I wanted to have a Vikings funeral. I want to be buried with my weapons. You know, not all of them. I wanted, I do want to hand down some weapons to my kids and my grandkids or whatnot. But like my, my pistol in my AR, my my bulletproof vest I want buried with me I want to be buried wearing my bulletproof vest with my pistol on my hip and my AR laying next to me that's how I want to be buried okay that's my type of funeral and uh, I think that's one of the main reasons why my judgment was that I wasn't ready because I did not die the way a Viking is supposed to die or the way a warrior is supposed to die. For one, not going out on his shield, you know, but I, I've, I've spilled enough blood to do that already. But the fact that I didn't, I wasn't wearing what I planned on wearing and I wasn't I didn't have what I planned on being buried with on me. So I think that's part of the reason. Um, but that's my biggest concern on chasing it. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I still chase it. I don't chase it as hard as I did. But my concern is that if I ever do get back there am I gonna be able to come back because like I explained it to a buddy of my buddy Chris at work the one I was telling you about uh, is that uh, I'm so in love with the way that it made me feel that it scares me sometimes because I 
would miss everything here. But at the same time, I'm not sure about anything. Because I I have I have problems, okay? I like to push my body to the utmost extreme, okay? I like to get right on that threshold of not coming back. Not in, you know, in dying and shit like that. I like to push my body to see how far I can take it before it gives up. And it's it's almost like an, an addiction for me to do it. Like, I'll, I don't do drugs. You know, I don't do shit like that. I don't want to experience it from being high. I want to experience it sober. So what I... And I mean, I'm not... Like, I'm sober, but, you know, I use pre-workout supplements to do it. I take massive amounts of caffeine. And every... You know, that... That might sound weird that I take pre-workout supplements to do it. But the pre-workout supplement that I used to take, it slows your breathing down but speeds up your heart. Okay? And naturally when you sleep, your breathing slows down and your heart slows down. So, like, when when I take my energy supplements, if I decide to go right to bed, it's bad. Because, you know, my breathing is already slowed down from the pre-workout supplement. And it's kick-start my, it kick-started my heart and my adrenaline is spiked through the roof. And my heart's pumping a mile a minute. And then when I fall asleep... Um, my heart is trying to slow down, but the pre-workout supplements refuse to let it. So it sort of contradicts itself back and forth. But when I fall asleep, my breathing slows even further down than what it already did. What it already did. So, you know, some days that's how I do it. You know, because I don't do it every day. I, I really don't. I don't try to chase that demon or that dream every day or the way that I felt every day. I don't. There are days that I do give it a break. You know, because I get tired of trying sometimes. And because I know eventually I'll I'll be there again. And I just hope that the next time I'm there. It's my last time there. And I know that sounds fucked up to say or to think. But I really do. The next time I go to that spot. And to that new realm. I want it to be my last time there. Like, if, if, if you, you take me, you take me. But if you don't, don't come back for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always, you know, had this mentality of I will always go to a warrior's heaven. Always, no matter what. But 
there comes a time to where you have to sit back and you have to look at everything mm-hmm. and think, uh, is it worth it? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll be sitting here and I'll be thinking, is it worth waking up and going through the bullshit all over every day? Going through the same shit every single fucking day. All the drama. Everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you fight with yourself about it. You know, because when I was there, I didn't have no worries. It's like all the weight was lifted off my shoulders. You know, and it was it was absolutely beautiful. It, be- it was beautiful. It felt amazing to have no stress. No weight on my shoulders. No mad. I wasn't mad. You know, shit like that. You know, so... It's like, is it worth really waking up every day and going through all the bullshit? But then, in the same breath, you also gotta look. If, you know, because like, like I said, I never made it past judgment. You know what I'm saying? Because they told me I wasn't ready. You know, so I never made it past judgment. So I don't know what comes after judgment. But, you have to look at it and you have to decide, is this really what I want? You know what I'm saying? Like, in my type of situation, if I didn't, it didn't happen to me in old age it didn't happen to me, you know, because of a car accident or anything like that. It happened to me because I was just asleep. I just went to bed and that's what happened. Okay. So it's like, am I really willing to leave all this beautiful stuff behind? Every The people here, the trees, the grass, everything, everything's beautiful. Everything is. You just got to make that decision on whether or not you're willing to give it up. To go somewhere that you've never been before. To meet people that you've never met before. Because you don't know what's good. You don't know what's past judgment. I don't know what's past my judgment. Clearly I've been there once already. But I just wasn't ready to go. So I don't know what's what's coming. You know what I mean? So it's like. Am I willing to push myself to pass that point of no return to see what happens? To experience it. But like I said, the problem I have is the fact that... Am I willing to give it up? And, you know, I'm not sure if... I would want to come back. I Don't get me wrong. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my family. Like the trees I'm looking at are so fucking beautiful right now. They're so green and full of life. But. Like I said. I would really fight have to fight with myself on whether or not I want to come back 
just not because of everything, but because of the way I felt there. The feeling that I, that I had that I, when I was there was just 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 talking about it and remembering it, it gives me goosebumps in oh my god like words cannot describe the way that it it made me feel and just wow like and i'm i'm not going to lie to you guys this is the very first time i've ever told massive amounts of people like this you know I, i've told select certain people that i trusted you know to not ridicule me for what i was saying and not make fun of me or think i was fucking psychotic or anything like that um you know i i told people who would potentially understand what i was talking about but I'm going to jump off here because I'm home now and I want to go in and grab something to eat and lay down and go to sleep because I got to go back to work tonight. The only good part is, is my wife comes back tonight. I'm not sure how long she'll stay, but she comes back tonight. So that's the only good part. Oh, shit. That's the only reason why. I haven't left yet, or haven't got myself fired yet, but anyways, as I say at the end of every episode, I love you all, really listen to what I said here, really, like, really listen to it, and send me your feedback, you know, on this one, I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on this, because, you know, I talk to people you know, in my family, who most likely told me what I wanted to hear. But I want your guys' opinion and your thoughts on what I experienced. But, like I said, God bless America.